You know, you spend so much time sitting at a desk. Maybe you should think about standing at a desk. (laughs) That is so true. I am actually really excited about Uplift Desk. You get to choose so many things like the color of the desktop, the size of the desktop, and they have so many standing desks. I move around all day to get all the different things done between the podcast and real job, etc. So this Uplift Standing Desk, super excited about. And we should also point out if you've never used a standing desk, they move so you don't have to always stand. In fact, they recommend that you should spend about 45 minutes of every hour standing, 15 minutes sitting, because if you spend too much time, you'll strain your back. I also love the fact that they include free shipping. They have free a warranty, a 15-year warranty, not to mention accessories with your desk purchase. And don't worry, they don't wobble. It's completely stable. It's built to last, and you can tell with a 15-year warranty. If you want to look into yours, go to upliftdesk.com slash TCO. You're going to get 5% off your order. That's up L I F T desk.com slash TCO to get 5% off your entire order. It's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. Welcome to the clip out. Episode. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> oh, I was in the middle of something. You meant them. I did mean. Oh, them. okay. Sorry. As you were. <clears throat> Welcome to the clip thank out. Thank you for having. Oh, damn it! I did it again. Welcome to the clip out there, episode you, nineteen. Do you have a lot of coffee today or something? <laughs> You're really kind. Jacked up. Woo! <laughs> it is Friday. It is Friday. Hello, Friday. <laughs> You sound like Pee Wee Herman. Hello. Okay, do your official thing. I didn't let you do it. Okay. Welcome to the clip out episode 19. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Hi. Hi. So, uh, I don't know. Should I just jump, jump right in? Yeah, let's just do it. Yeah, because we want to go. We got to get this posted. So we can go eat. Yeah, I'm uh, hungry. She'll, uh, she, we have to find it. It's hard to find a place that we both like. Yes. Well, it's not hard to find a place we both like. It's hard to find a place that she can eat at that she doesn't feel guilty and that I like. Right. We could find something we both like, but then you would feel guilty. It's true. Yeah. Shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Got to get this out of the way right up front so you don't forget. Stop what you're doing. And, and go subs- rate us. And go rate us and subscribe and all that fancy stuff. Yes. And the Facebook page is Facebook.com slash the clip out. So stop on by and say hi. Yes. And, and, we, and, and get joined to the group, too. Yeah. We post things throughout the week. It's a great way to uh, stay up to date. Sometimes if we have maybe a future instructor on or something, a really high profile guest, we let people chime in with questions. We do. Where can they find you, Tom? I'm going to feel like we're ending the episode. Well, we might as well because no one listens anyway. That's true. They all bail at the end. Yeah. The last, I'd say about 90% of you didn't know that uh, Nicole Moline was going to be on this episode because we said it at the end and you didn't listen, aren't you? Yeah. Aren't you sorry now? (laughs) So they can find me at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe or on Twitter at Roger Kubert. And they can find me at Facebook.com 
slash Crystal D. O'Keefe on the bike at Clip Out Crystal and on Twitter at Clip Out Crystal. So uh, speaking of iTunes, and we were like 45 minutes ago, uh, we have a review. Would you like to hear it? I would good. absolutely love to hear it. <laughs> I'm going to say I'm going to read it whether you want to hear it or not. Well, good, because I wanted to hear it. Unless it's bad. Feisty Friday. It is. So this is from... Hang on. He's leaning forward. I'm leaning forward. Like, my eyes are funky. I can't tell if it says NBH18 or MBH18. Did you figure it out when you leaned? I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. Oh, honey, that's clearly an M. (laughs) I'm I'm so glad you didn't come back and be like, that's a Q. (laughs) Yeah, but it's pretty clearly an M. Like, it's not even a blurry M. That's just an M. Well, it's right next to a B, and it was like all Mm. looking... Time for the eye doctor. Shut up. <laughs> so, MBH18 yes. says, uh, Love it. Can't wait to see where this podcast heads in the future. Apparently to the eye doctor. Looking forward <laughs> to interesting conversations, interviews, ideas, training plans, nutrition, etc. We're looking forward to that, too. We should do it sometime. <laughs> uh, great idea. And so far, very well executed. Leaderboard name, Hekava. Did I say that right? Hekava? I- Heck of, oh, I think it's Hekava. I okay. have seen Hekava online. She sounds like a font. Well, it might be a guy. He sounds like a font. <laughs> like Havelkata. How do you say that? Helvetica. Helvetica. You know what a film nerd I am? I actually watched a documentary entirely about Helvetica. I love you. It was pretty interesting for the first half. You can bail after about 45 minutes, but the first half was was actually pretty interesting I think our ideas of very interesting Might be different in this regard Yes because you find me interesting True Okay we agree I'm fascinating <laughs> <laughs> Okay they're tired of hearing about you Yes So <laughs> What's coming up on the show This week We've got some Some news We gotta talk about Hurricane Harvey We gotta do that And We are also Going to have our Nicole Moline interview Everyone seemed very excited about that Yes they did Once we posted it online Right <laughs> Since they didn't listen all the way to the end <laughs> Yeah we've learned our <laughs> lesson We're gonna find ways to get you guys to the end I know the, you're rolling your eyes at us right the now the end of this episode We're giving away a Chrysler Cordoba <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know It was a long time ago <laughs> Cool Can't wait to hear it So I guess we should just go ahead and dig into our news You know what people love to do? What's that? Eat But you know what they maybe hate to do or don't have time to do? Cook. Cook. Yeah, some people love to cook. I'm not one of those people. And I really like when we are able to find something amazing like Factor. Whenever I checked into Factor, I got a box of keto for you. Okay. And I got the calorie smart for me uh, because I know that meat is the focus of your meal. That it is. And for me, I'm like, I want to try all the things. So as long as it's healthy, I'm good. It can be any kind. But the nice thing is these are like two minute meals. You fuel up fast with Factors restaurant quality meals and they're ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And you know what? We even did the math. The Factor is actually less expensive than takeout and every single meal is dietitian approved. It's the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. No prep, no mess meals. Head to factormeals.com slash TCO50 and use code TCO50 to get 50% off. That's code TCO50 at factormeals.com slash TCO50 to get 50% off. Let's do it. It's time for news of the Peloton. 
Hurricanes. Hurricanes are bad. Do they suck or blow? Discuss. Yes. Yes, they do. Both. Yes. Yeah. Hurricane Harvey's a bitch. Somebody needs to do something about hurricanes. Wouldn't that be nice? We could just not have those happen. Boy, they uh, they started naming them after men just in time. <laughs> Why is that, Tom? Uh, it's because we got a really bad one named after our gender. <laughs> well, I think I think there's been some bad ones named after women. I well, yeah, because for like a hundred years they were only named after women. Yeah. So just yeah, you were going to get a hundred percent of the exactly bad, of the really bad. So hurricanes. suck it. Stop your bitching. <laughs> we need some gender neutral hurricanes. <laughs> Well, you know, isn't it, Chris. isn't it Irma that's off the coast right now? Uh, I guess that would make sense because they do them alphabetically. Yeah. Like H, I, J. Yeah. Like, so it's like that's a, how the alphabet works in case you didn't know. Thank you. Thanks for clearing that up. I'm here to help. Boy, you are feisty today. <laughs> Jesus. So, yeah, it's like right off the coast and uh, category three storm. Hoping that that doesn't turn into more because I think we've had enough for a little bit. Can we just take a break? So, yeah, Hurricane Harvey devastating Houston and lots of areas around it. Terrible stuff. I hope everyone has seen that Peloton is going to be doing a fundraiser on Dennis Morton's ride on twelve four, at twelve forty five p.m. on Saturday, September second. His sixty minute class that's twelve forty five p.m. Eastern. If anybody doesn't know, uh, for every mile that our members ride live in the class, Peloton is going to donate one dollar to the American Red Cross Fund. And it's going to go to those that are affected by Hurricane Harvey. Well, that should add up pretty quickly. I hope so. I want to see record rides. I want to see a record number of riders on this ride. I bet you they'll get it. I hope so. I I think that we have a good chance of it. Now, as long as the technology holds and we can all actually be online. That would be quite... They're setting themselves up for a test. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I've heard some. I've heard some rumors. I heard that uh, they, they they they're capping this at twenty grand, which I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe they aren't. I I never saw that officially. I saw people report that. I never saw Peloton say that. So right. I have no idea if that's accurate or not. I don't really care. Twenty grand is twenty grand. That's so, a good chunk of change. Yeah, and, and in addition, there's also people that are going to be donating their own money. I've seen lots of people saying. I saw just today Laura Pug. She said, "Hey, I'm going to get on and ride all day long, and every mile I personally ride, I'm going to kick in my own money." And so I. I said for us that we're going to I'm going to ride two live rides tomorrow and every mile that I ride I'm going to also donate. We've already donated. We donated to another thing. Just so you know, I donated for us. Oh, I'm glad to see I'm so charitable. You are very charitable. So, um by proxy. We'll get to that in a second. But uh and then I've seen other people saying, you know, that I saw one member of a tribe say that for everybody that was in their tribe every mile that they rode, they were going to donate a dollar. Like people are being so generous. I hope everybody that can turns out for this ride tomorrow. I'm stoked. I think they're going to have a very good turnout. I hope so. And why aren't you on the bike? Let's go ahead and address this since we've had some people oh, bring people it up. Like, why aren't you on the bike? Yeah, why they're do you, like, Tom, why get on you, the bike. Why do you hate the hurricane victims? We only got one. Yeah, we only have one bike. Get the one bike. And I want to ride because it's my bike. And so even if you tried to ride my bike, I would probably push him off. Yeah. So. And it's pretty easy to do. I'm top heavy. I'm kind of busty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> you didn't have to agree so readily. I meant, yeah, we only have one bike. Oh, so that's okay. why you're not getting on the bike. Shh. <laughs> you don't have to really shush. It's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. I say it's going to make things difficult moving forward, but that's what you want. <laughs> No, that's not what I want. But you know what I do want? I want people to stop complaining. Seriously. Why is it, no matter what a company does or how they do it, somebody's got to freaking uh, complain about it? Because it's America. Well, it's what we do. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of whenever we tell Sydney 
my daughter okay we're gonna take you somewhere cool and then she's like yeah can we do it tomorrow i'm not so much in the mood hey, we're gonna go to disney world it's so hot in florida uh, i have to ride a plane oh i don't want to be on a plane shut up you know what we're gonna take you there and if you don't want to go i'll take some other kid that does want to go that's what i'm gonna say well i don't think we can just go take another kid I know I think that's frowned upon I meant take a kid who wants to go to Disney World with their parents permission Okay I wasn't going to steal a child I was making sure (laughs) Thank you for clarifying (laughs) You know uh, people who want you who are encouraging you to donate to the Red Cross because a lot of complaints were about Oh the Red Red Cross did this wrong or the Red Cross did that wrong The Red Cross can't tell you how much money is going to Harvey Well some of that's because I know that they don't know how much money they're going to need to go to Harvey. Right, and so if right. they get extra money, it's literally a work in progress. They're not going to refund it. They're going to put it towards the next disaster. There's um, that. And I know that they've had some issues with how much it actually goes to overhead versus blah, blah. I mean, I, I get that. But the way I see it, Melania Trump is encouraging you to donate to the Red Cross. Barack Obama is encouraging you to donate to the Red Cross. If those two can agree on something, there's probably better things to be fighting over. I a million percent agree with that And I just I'm just glad that That we get a chance to do something I, You know I don't Maybe it's not the perfect thing Maybe there's something else we could do That was even more perfect But you know what At least we're doing something That is true So I'm just gonna go with that I know people mean well I do yeah. I just I just feel like it kind of It kind of ruins the momentum Like everybody's all excited And then And then there's gotta be these downers That come in there And they They're Nothing's ever good enough Yeah it's like, well, just let them run their company. And I didn't see any of these comments. I have no doubt they're out there. But uh, so where were they suggesting that you donate your money? Um, there were some people that I don't remember the specific organizations. There were a couple. One that said it nicely and was just saying that there were some local organizations that they recommended. Uh, there was another one that said that uh, they donated. Whoever Red Cross didn't do such a great job in their opinion on and when it, during Hurricane Sandy. Sure. And that um, there were some other organizations that stayed on the ground during Sandy and recommended those organizations. And I don't want to get their names wrong, so I don't remember yeah. what they because I well, read it I two will days say ago. To the credit, because the complaints I've seen online, other places, nobody has really been. Saying where to donate your money They're just like But don't give it to these yeah, people Yeah most of them just said don't and But there were a few That yeah. actually gave good suggestions Well if you were one of the people That complained And then offered an alternative We're not complaining about you No and there because, were also people That said it nicely and yeah. politely And then there were just the whiners So yeah. I'm talking I'm not talking about the people That said it nicely and politely either Yeah And a lot of times too Even if the Red Cross isn't perfect They're probably the organization That's the most ready to deploy rapidly Yeah I mean I think something that Maybe maybe people don't realize is that the Red Cross is there to an immediate need. They they are not there for, for the rebuilding. rebuilding. That's yeah. not the purpose. The purpose is to respond immediately. Yeah. Um. So here's drinking water so you can live long enough. Right. To rebuild. Right. And while we're on the subject of Hurricane Harvey, I also would like to let everybody know in case they have not seen it, um, Megan Yarnell. Talked to Peloton, the social media team, and she actually was um, granted, you know, their blessing to start a GoFundMe page for anybody who belongs to Peloton, our Pelo friends who were affected directly by Hurricane Harvey. Like actual Peloton owners who have been... It directly impacted right. by Hurricane Harvey And so um, she's put together This GoFundMe page And so uh, anything that gets put In this GoFundMe It gets divided up equally Among anybody who has been impacted By Harvey who is part of Peloton So I thought 
that was amazing that Megan did that. And and if and if people for whatever reason, maybe they don't like Red Cross, whatever, there are other options out there. That is one such option. So it's going to go directly to people who are are part of Peloton there. And those are just two of tons and tons of options I have seen over the last couple of days. But I, I really hope that people set aside their differences and just do something for these people. Absolutely. Another little piece of news. There's all kinds of stuff going on with, with our instructors. Just cool stuff. I want to make sure everybody knows that Jen Sherman will be in the Hamptons this weekend. So if you're in that area, traveling to that area, you should go see her. I realize not like everybody listens. Where at in the like? She's oh, at, at the at the traveling pillow right, store. She's not just at a friend's house. No, and no, you no, drop no, by. no. Yeah. <laughs> it's the traveling Peloton store, and so the little pop up that keeps going around the right. country. You didn't mention that there's a traveling. Well, they should read my mind. <laughs> they should know that I'm everything's about Peloton. Here's a little window. Into what our marriage is like Why didn't you read my mind No 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 I made it very clear in, on my With my inside voice It's my etch-a-sketch on my brain <laughs> Well Carol I'm going to delete things <laughs> Just to be clear He would never shake me No that's too much like exercise <laughs> And you love me and, and the loving you part But Jen Sherman will be at the Traveling Peloton store And so people can go see her in Visit her and so they should do that Yes and I will be jealous it was funny Today side note about Jen Sherman she posted On her social media she had a, a little video of a Peloton van Driving by she's like oh somebody's gonna have A good day today and then somebody in the comments Was like oh my gosh you should follow That van and then you should give the Owner of that bike the surprise of a lifetime And I was like oh my god I would die but I the, would die but the thing is though <laughs> They is, may not know who she is. Know she is at all They might but just, they could have been riding on the app I mean they could could be their been. second bike, I, but I mean, and they could already belong to the OPP and understand the wonderfulness of our instructors already. Sure, but all that seems kind of unlikely. Okay, well, if Jen Sherman had showed up at your house on day one, you'd, you'd been like, "Who the hell is this?" <laughs> I don't think I would have. I think you would have. Well, I think it would be amazing. It would be amazing in retrospect. It would be so amazing. It's kind of like it's kind of like uh, that time I went to see a band called Sugar when I was in college, and the Counting Crows opened, and so like that became a big deal later. It just wasn't at that moment. But at the moment, I was like, "This band kind of sucks." Well, that's a good analogy, except for the part where you said they suck because nothing about her in any version of now or before. Does Jen Sherman suck I, I'm not saying That she does I know you're not But I'm just clarifying That that is not so the case So we don't have to Issue a retraction No No there would not Be a retraction Because Because she doesn't And I just You know She's She I look up to her And I just don't want Anybody to take Anything wrong So just clarifying okay. Proactively She's amazing It was when the County Crows would do That weird stuff Where they're like We're gonna play The one hit But we're not gonna Play it right They were doing that yeah, what, I don't even understand why bands do that. Don't even show up on the stage if you're not going to play the shit I want to hear. Especially when you're that new. It's yeah. like it's like they've been playing Mr. Jones on the radio for like 35 minutes, and they're like, here's our reggae version. Yeah, no. Go to hell. Yeah, you can't do that. Adam Duritz. <laughs> but I love that song. <laughs> I like Counting Crows a lot when they play the songs right Yeah. I've actually never seen Counting Crows live, so... I mean, I haven't seen most bands live, no, so I have. I know clearly because I just stopped, but I've seen yeah. them since then too. Anyway, we're way off topic. We are way off topic. We're never going to get to eat dinner at this rate. Yeah, stop talking. So, um, and uh, I won't bore everyone else, but I'm glad Wilbur's is back from vacation. Oh, that's good. Yes, he's back. 
rides are awesome. They are really he must have like gotten a lot of rest because the rides have been super hard this week. Amazing, but hard. Here's some new tips from the training center. So when we started this podcast. Yes. What, 10, 15 years ago (laughs) uh, when we started this podcast, I think one of the most requested interviews we we got from people suggestions was Nicole. It was absolutely. Everybody wanted us to talk to Nicole to find out where Nicole is. Is she okay? <laughs> Do we need to bring her anything? <laughs> and uh, and we we have done that. Well, we found her. <laughs> we didn't we, bring her. We anything. didn't bring her anything. We didn't send her something. Actually, we, we, we sent her the headphones that she's wearing right now. But uh, on the phone with us, our Skype phone with us is Nicole Maline. Hi, Nicole. Hello. <laughs> um, I am okay. And please bring me dark chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) That's my kind of girl right there. (laughs) I was going to send out like one of those St. Bernard's like in old Looney Tunes cartoons with the big barrel of whiskey on his neck. (laughs) (laughs) If it's really well aged. Yeah. She's like, I could be reconsidering my request for dark chocolate. Did not know whiskey was on the table. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi, Peloton family. (laughs) I know they've all missed you. We've it, missed you. It's like old I home week. I miss you so madly. <laughs> oh my goodness. So where should we begin? Maybe we'll just begin at the beginning. Yeah, how did how did you become a spin instructor? Ah, uh, I will I'll take one step back and I'll answer I'll tell you a little bit about my first spin class that I ever took. Okay. I was I went to USC for college in Southern California, which is where I'm from, and I was I, n- I never thought of myself as an athlete. I was a competitive swimmer, but I kind of, I came to that kind of late. And so I always felt, I didn't feel like I was like a real swimmer. <laughs> I think we've all had that experience of, uh, well, you know, I play soccer, but I'm not like, I'm not really a soccer player or I'm, I, yeah, I spin, but I'm not really an athlete. I think I would have, I would have put myself in that category and always had, you know, I think we always have complicated relationships with our bodies and as women, for sure. It's a, it, for most of us, it's a low grade obsession whether we're aware of it or not and so yeah I, I I wouldn't have thought of myself as like a sporty girl or an athlete but um I did I kind of started to find more and more refuge in sweat and breath and just thought of it more that way and I had uh, taken up running in college and did you know what a lot of runners do which is jumping in really far really fast I of course you know I was very competitive and I wanted to train for a marathon right away and started doing that and didn't have the groundwork laid and was injured had you know knee and uh, joint injuries. And so I, I was in that place where I think a lot of people discover spin indoor cycling as you will. And, uh, I, and so here I was injured. I could, and I was missing that runner's high. Right. And I always ran to music and loved that incredible escape of just, you get into a rhythm, you're like playing amazing music. You've got the wind in your hair. If you're lucky enough to be running at Santa Monica <laughs> beach or, uh, Hermosa beach, which is where I would escape to. And I missed that. And so I, I walked by this spin class one day that was going on at USC's gym and it looked, it was so intimidating and it actually even kind of the way that they had it set up. It was in a circle, which once I joined was amazing to be in. But, you know, from the outside, it looks like, oh, I don't know if I belong there. Um, it was, it seemed very aggressive and, and these, these riders were really athletic. And so, I don't know, I walked by a few times and then eventually I kind of got my courage up and took class and it was transformative. It was, it, it was really, it was a physical and 
I think I kind of felt the whiff of a spiritual experience, <laughs> unlike I had ever had, you know, where I just, I felt a strength that I hadn't really felt in any other kind of, um, fitness modality. And I loved, I love the sense of like dancing with the music and dancing with the pack. And so, and I knew that first class, I looked at the instructor, <laughs> there was this moment where I'm like, yes, <laughs> this is a canvas that I want to paint on. So yeah, I, I knew, I knew from that very first class that this was something that I wanted to play with. And I think that it was in part because I felt like this was an art form or a forum that that I could surprise myself in as much as I could surprise anyone else, you know, so that I could kind of keep that, that there were endless, endless ways to like recreate and surprise in this medium with this fusion of music and maybe choreography and, and, and a kind of like different ride profile. So I love, I loved this sense of like, um, endless challenge that it posed. It was the opposite of, it felt like the opposite of monotony. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, we joke about riding a bike that we ride bikes to nowhere. I, I like to think that we, we ride bikes to nowhere so we can actually go anywhere, right? We can go anywhere in our minds and our hearts and our imaginations because we don't have to worry about our actual environment. You know, you're locked into a bike, you can close your eyes, you're locked into a rhythm. It's a very simple movement. And I love, I've, I've thought a lot about kind of the synergies between or, or the similarities between meditation, you know, what yogis, I use that in like the broadest possible sense, people who move mindfully <laughs> and want to drop into their minds and into their hearts. They've, there's, there's always been this kind of tradition of some of breath as, you know, the inhale and the exhale and the inhale and the exhale and that rhythm kind of unlocking you and, and bringing you into this, this new state. And that's, I think really similar to what we're doing on the bike, which is that simple, you know, one, two movement, you're, you're into the beat and you can lose yourself in it and find yourself at the same time. So that was, I, in California, I um, got certified. I moved to New York about eight years ago and I, I moved to New York for the city. So I didn't have, I didn't have a job. I, I just wanted to be in the energy of New York city. And I was doing all kinds of odd stuff to pay the bills while I was there. I knew I wanted to go, um, to grad school for writing. So when I got into grad school at Columbia, I, I needed to find a job with a quirky schedule. So it was either bartending or fitness. <laughs> so I thought, you know, I, I, I decided to get paid to sweat and I taught at a bunch of, of indoor cycling studios in the city, different gyms. I was also teaching bar and, and, and personal training, doing all kinds of stuff. And then I started, I discovered flywheel and I loved the, at the time I really loved the metrics driven approach because I was starting to train for marathons again and was just very kind of metrics driven. I loved playing around with the numbers. And, uh, when, so I was at flywheel for a year and a half and when Peloton started, before it even had a studio. It had one instructor, (laughs) Jen Sherman, I think had been on board for a couple of months and they reached out to me and I came on board as the second instructor when we were in a little one room office that we had carved a kind of makeshift studio out of with five little bikes. So I, I, I remember when I remember when there was a our leaderboard was a little whiteboard. Someone would walk into the room with a little whiteboard and it was really exciting when like a fourth name. Would pop up. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there's a few riders that I know I know so well because they were, you know, they were like the third of three 
people on a leaderboard for about a month. Oh my god! It's funny. So you were so there were probably moments where you were on a bike that goes nowhere, teaching classes to no one. <laughs> or practice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and just like in faith that the you know that this on-demand technology would really work, and like somewhere, someone somewhere would experience this. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> if you ride, ride the bike, they will come. Yeah. They will show up. <laughs> they will come. Just by the whole yep. time, like, I hope the check clears. <laughs> totally. It was that was that was totally the situation. Yeah. <laughs> how well capitalized is this? How long how long can this madness go on? <laughs> but it was that fun, you know, it was that fun uh, feeling of risk and sure. um and just being a part of watching something grow, you know, from such a small stage uh and again when you when you can remember when there were 10 people on a leaderboard and then that feeling i remember the first time when i actually had to scroll through a leaderboard <laughs> and it was so exciting and i was like oh my god we're, we're a tribe like this is this is a movement <laughs> our movement is a movement that's right, that's nice. right. Yeah. so backing up real quick i'm just curious how did you make the leap from being a spin rider to a spin instructor like what was that like how did you get to the other how did you get your bike to face the other direction to where you were the one leading the class yeah i think in and you know i think that in any forum that we feel really passionate about there's often that little just that like little whisper maybe i could lead this maybe i could shape this like maybe i could bring my flavor to this and it's always it's always drenched with fear. Right? Yeah, Sometimes sure. there's so much fear that we just never act on it. But I think, yeah, so, so that, you know, that was, that's the story. I, um, when I first started teaching, I was super, um, I was not very confident. I kind of double thought everything, but I was also, I was also really passionate. Like I, I love music and I've loved teaching spin has been such an amazing journey of it's been a music education, you know, just learning, learning about really wanting to, my goal when I make a playlist is always, I want everybody I want every kind of person who's in that ride at some point, at some moment to be happy and feel like, Oh, that was my moment. <laughs> you know, whether it's <laughs> like, whether it's a total throwback, you know, something like a really like this classic rock or it's um, old school hip hop, or it's, it's some amazing remix of a great pop song that everybody knows, or um, you know, or it's just, or it's just that pop song that everybody knows that everyone can sing along to her. And it's, it's, I'm always one of my favorite moments is to try to play something brand new that's like that someone would hear an incredible song for the first time when they're moving to it with their whole body. I think that's such a such a powerful thing when you find incredible music um, that's just surfacing. And it's so fun to be able to introduce that to people. But so I, I had I had all of that passion and, you know, and it and, and but was also really that's fearful, just like anybody else. And and I've grown a lot in, in the whole process. So I think just, I don't know, just to kind of throw that out to someone, if you're, if you're considering something and it feels like you, you're really passionate about leading something, but you also are pretty sure there's going to be a learning curve, go for it. <laughs> you, can, you can grow along the way. And, and I think it's, there's something even, it's, it's also a gift to people 
to fail really graciously in front of them, right? Like it gives yeah. everyone an invitation to fail together. Oh, let's, let's reach together. It's okay. If we, you know, if we fall a little short, like let's reach, let's get up on that bike. <laughs> yeah. Let's put on a microphone. Right. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, is it's funny. Cause it's like, it keeps making me think of when I started in radio a million years ago and I was in an alternative rock yeah. station in the nineties. So like, we were like, Hey, Everybody else All the You know The heritage rock station In town is Playing Van Halen For the 1500th time today mm-hmm. And But we're gonna talk to you About Pearl Jam And Nirvana And Alice in Chains And people are like What are these songs Who are these groups <laughs> And so Like it, it kind of reminds, But it also reminds me of That in terms of like When you When you crack the mic On the radio There's nowhere to go Practice that I feel like spin, Teaching a spin class Is probably similar The only way You can do it Is to do it And you can only Do it publicly And you're just gonna have to do it and suck for a little bit until you till you stop sucking and i'm not saying you sucked but i'm just saying that that you if you're gonna fail there you have to do it in front of people there's no other way you kind of have to, to have an openness it. about yeah. that failing you just kind of have to like power through and be like this is part of the process yes there's two phrases that i love that are some mantras of mine especially this last year fail better <laughs> is yeah. one of my favorites, right? So fail and fail forward. So fail, you know, fail, fail passionately, like fa- fail in a way that like be, be, be open to trying something to, to reaching for something and, and know that it's when we give ourselves the permission to not execute in a way that, that I think we would ultimately want to, or just to, just to learn along the way. If you want to make a record of 10 really amazing songs, you should probably plan to make a hundred songs. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think if we if we kind of take the pressure off and um, look for for the joy and experimentation with with new stuff that and not put the kind of stigma on failure. Oh my gosh, it didn't it didn't work perfectly, but oh my goodness, look what I learned along the way. Yeah, yeah. I like I like your song analogy because there's a there's a line in the in the record industry people say all the time talking about how so many bands have this great first record and the sophomore slump as they like to yeah. call it. And you know, and the saying always goes, you have your entire life to write your first record. You got 6 months <laughs> to make the second one. And and like that really like you know that really tests your metal of do you do you have the the skills because that first record you, those bands a lot of times were slugging out in the club for five or six years honing those songs sure. tweaking yeah. them craft and it's you know so it's similar and talking about failing forward it reminded me of uh walt disney like yeah walt disney uh, i mean a lot of people don't know this part of the story he had like three or four companies like fail like just Fail wow. hard before Disney Studios clicked, and and mm. uh, and if if I'm not going to bore people with the story, but just Google Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and read about how much that guy got kicked in the face, and he could have just packed it in, but he didn't, and and you know he created a very popular character that was stolen from him, and he moved forward, and the next one was Mickey Mouse, and so that you know it just I that's what I was thinking the whole time you were talking about that. <laughs> uh, thank you for my new hashtag. Oswald the Lucky Rabbit. <laughs> so Peloton family, please use that, and I will know exactly what you mean. <laughs> right? Somebody who's great at illustrating, like 
whip something up for us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes, go Oswald. <laughs> we believe in all the Oswalds that happen on the way to the Mickeys. Except the Lee Harvey ones. Oh, no, yeah. No Lee Harvey oh, Oswalds. Yeah, we don't believe true. in those. <laughs> we believe in all the Oswald, the Lucky Rabbit. Correct. That's right. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so let's see. In the last year, I know you've had a ton going on. I know that you've had a few spin events that have like popped up. Um, how how did that evolve? Like, was is that you kind of kind of getting back into being a spin instructor, or was it something totally different? Yeah, it's been it's been so fun. I've been on like a little. I'm I'm just gonna go ahead and call it a world tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I've loved I've loved teaching at all the studios where I've done guest teaching. I've been doing instructor training there, and. So I think of that, and that's been everywhere from a little bit north of the city, of in a little bit north of New York in Westchester, this amazing studio called Rev, which is just, oh my gosh, the, the family of people up there is, they're just, they're such good people. Yeah, um, yeah. That's called Rev Cycle up in Ardsley, and then to Moscow, <laughs> to, <laughs> to Moscow, Russia. I, I worked with a gym called Sextia, which is just opening up. Moscow has 15 million people and not one bar studio. What? That gives you a little sense. So entrepreneurs, did you hear what I just said? <laughs> that gives you a sense of how, how open. And then, you know, from my experience, I learned how curious and excited that whole city is about the boutique fitness market. I would just say fitness in general, like the gyms and everything there for the most part, pretty, pretty dated. So yeah, so there, there's this amazing kind of five studio, five boutiques in one gym that's opening up in a really thriving, young, entrepreneurial area of the city that's kind of in the heart of the downtown. And um, so I worked with them for a few weeks this July and worked with the studio in Zurich called Velocity and was just actually I'm out in California right now because I was just working with this amazing group up in Carmel. So it's yeah, it's been fun. And if you if you have a studio that you love and you and they're interested in, in me coming and doing some instructor training and maybe guest teaching, I would love to do that. I, I think of it as I think of it as igniting, you know, igniting a group of instructors to to take risks, to teach from the heart, to go for like th- this whole experience as both an instructor and a rider can be gloriously high stakes. You know, it, it, we can it can be high stakes spiritually. It can be high stakes physically. We can create a kind of workout program that can absolutely change people's bodies and change their experience of life in those bodies. And I think what I'm always, what I'm always, what I love so much about indoor cycling in particular is that you get it. It's this fusion of aggression and meditation. So there's this, you, you can, you can go all out in a way that's unlike, I think many other forms of movement because it is so impact, right? So, 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 so many people of abilities and body types and, and all kinds of variety can really go for it, can really like chase their edges playing with resistance and speed and not, you know, feel the kind of impact that they would feel in a lot of, or, or sustain the kind of damage that they might in a lot of other forms of exercise. And you marry that to this, you know, meditative element of, of dancing with a beat of, of having a rhythm, a rhythm to your breath into your movement. And it's just, you can, you, you, you suddenly can feel when you feel yourself at the height of your strength, you think differently about your life. You think differently about your potential and about, about your dreams. You think differently about what you're currently settling for (laughs) and what needs to change and what you are so deeply grateful for. 
And so that's, you know, I love to train instructors to kind of reach, to take risks, to, to reach a little beyond just a dance party on the bike, which I, I'm always up for a dance party on a bike, <laughs> but you know, we try to, we try to go beyond the expected. So it's been so fun. It sounds like it. I didn't, it. I didn't, I saw the one where you were in Zurich. I never saw the one that you were in Moscow. That must've been really fun. It was so, it was so fun to, to need a translator less and less. I, I happened to be matched with a just totally by chance with the, with the perfect translator. We had a total blast together and he had, he had no idea that he was going to be uh, teaching fitness, <laughs> but, but it was what, what I mean by kind of needing him less and less was just, it was such an experience of realizing that, that we're just, we're, we're just always more alike than we are different anywhere you go in the world. Right. I think that whenever you travel, you, it, it's that moment when you lock eyes with someone and you're just two humans looking at each other and you smile and in a kind of acknowledgement of that. And, um, and you, and maybe you can teach or teach each other something. And that was, it was cool to kind of like all of the instructors that I was working with, I think, uh, you know, maybe like, maybe like 10% of them spoke like conversational English, but, and I definitely need to work on my Russian, <laughs> um, but, but it was, it was like over time, the more time we spent together, we just started to understand each other where I, I learned a little bit from them. They learned a little bit from me and we're suddenly just kind of speaking the same language and we're laughing and I'm like getting, I'm even kind of getting some irony and some jokes. And, and I love, I love going through that process with, with groups of people in general, but with instructors in particular, because we know, you know, we, we just, we have this common mission of like, let's get Get, let's let's get people stronger. Let's let's get people more generous as they themselves feel like they have more strength to give. Do you speak another language? I speak a little bit of French, a little bit of a uh, little bit of Spanish, and now I need to work on my Russian and Portuguese. <laughs> I was just curious because they say if you speak a, another language, it's a lot easier to pick up languages and so when you were talking about being over there picking up russian so quick i was like i wonder if she speaks a language obviously you speak this language we're talking you speak a language do you speak another language (laughs) i have a quick question about uh when you when you go into studios and teach probably this is more about the the u.s studios are those gyms or not gyms but the studios that you go to now are they like are they feeling the heat of peloton because i think it's really smart for them to bring in a a former peloton instructor to kind of you know to to get some insight as to what it's like if it if it is cutting into their business i was just curious if you had picked up on that i haven't worked with any studios who are particularly worried about it i think and i think that i think i really do think it's true that it's there, it's two very different experiences. I love, I love that. What I always loved about Peloton was that a mom in Oklahoma, or you know, some some like a someone who works on a farm in the middle of Ontario, Canada, or something like very in a place where it's just really unlike, like someone who's maybe like intentionally choosing to live in a wild natural setting that's pretty far from a city, or or they just live by chance in a place that's really unlikely to get some incredible boutique gym and, and the kind of instructors who are, you know, highly trained that come along with that. I love that they could have this experience. Sure. And, and also, and that, and also that they could, you know, plug into this tribe of people that there's just, there's just no community like the Peloton, <laughs> like the Peloton. It's, it, it attracts an amazing group of people who are passionate about living their best lives. And also a lot of them are passionate about their families and creating an infrastructure where they can 
raise their kids, be really there for their kids and really raising their kids with their, you know, as much time as possible. And, um, or they're, you know, really driven leaders who don't want to waste time on commuting to a gym or whatever. So it's, it's such an incredible group of people. And so I've, yeah, I've always loved, I've loved that element of at-home workouts. And that's something that, you know, even as I'm developing things for myself, I'm really passionate about developing, like just the chance for people to have the highest quality physical, um, experience wherever they are. But, but it is, but there's something also really special about, I mean, it, it, I'm, I'm passionate about movement because I, I think that bodies matter, <laughs> right? Yeah. And, um, and that, so there's something really special about getting in a room in a time and, it, it, you know, in a time and a place that we're all sharing and having that kind of an experience together. There's a different kind of energy to it. And, um, there's a diff- there can be a different kind of spontaneity to it too. That's really fun. So it's, yeah, I think that I think that people who are opening boutique studios now, especially with the the option or the possibilities of of doing a an at home or a streaming workout, a lot of them are. It, it's because like they they know that there's something to the to the actual brick and mortar. This time, this place, we're getting together our bodies to breathe the same air and to have an experience together that, um, and, and then to be able to hang out and talk to each other afterwards, that sure. is really, it's really, it's, it's, it's really important in its own right. So yeah, I think, I think that there's, that both will continue to grow, I think. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have a question. You have, we, we talked about so many people miss you and, and of course they miss your teaching style. It, you have this way of getting people to change how they actually think about themselves and what they're capable of. And, and I'm really curious why you think that, why you think you're able to do that? Like, what is it that you're doing that allows you to connect with people on that level? Mm. My first impulse is, pain and poetry. Um, I think that the, the more that the more that I've learned both about leading workouts, and and just about leading and living, especially in this last year, in the last few years, I've learned that the the key to depths of an experience of life and all but also really importantly, the key to a depth in relationship with someone or in relationship with a community is a willingness and an ability to inhabit pain, which is maybe kind of a surprising thing to say, but that, and I think that our culture is really that, that I can, you know, a lot of, a lot of the problems, a lot of the fears, a lot of the tensions that we're living out of come from, come from pain, you know, that people are living with and that they don't know how to inhabit, how to deal with, how to mine. I love this word. I love this analogy, this metaphor of mining that, that we're miners. So in any situation that we're in, we're, you know, kind of chipping away, we're chipping away, we're going deeper into it. And we're looking for that vein of joy that that's in like the vein of joy that's in pain. And so I think that like, I'm, I'm, I'm on a journey of just trying to become less afraid and more curious about the painful experiences of my life. So failures, disappointments, losses, whatever, how, whatever form that takes. I want to be someone who's able to really like sit in that and come to terms with that and mine it for everything it's worth. So that when, so not only do I have those tools for my own life, but that, but that when I encounter other people and I'm in relationship with people that I can go there with them. And I think that, you know, the heart of so many the heart of a lot of disappointment and like surface 
surface relationships is those relationships that like we wish were deeper, but they're just, they just kind of never go beyond a certain point is that we're not willing, we're not willing to talk about our own pain. We're not willing to go into pain with somebody else. So that's, it's something I'm really passionate about learning to do better for myself and, and giving other people the tools too to, you know, or helping them to find their own tools to do that. And I think, I mean, that's kind of like a big philosophical answer, but that's, that's ultimately what a, what a fitness instructor is doing, right? It's they're, they're going, they're creating, um, experience of maybe really low grade, you know, some, some kind of like discomfort, some pain, some, uh, some tension, right? Some, I love this, you know, I love this idea of like staying in something, staying in an interval, staying on a hill longer than is convenient. Yeah. We're like, we're practicing, we're practicing dealing with inconvenience and oh my gosh, how powerful is that? And I mean, how, like how, how much, how much fruit can that bear in our lives? So much. So I think that we're, we're creating these journeys. We're, we're creating an opportunity for people to come to their edge, to, to, to come to the edge of, of themselves. So a really hard sprint or a really long hill or a, a yoga pose that's held just so much longer than we think that we have the tools for, we have to, we have to build the tools for. So then when you're in, when you're in an argument with somebody and the the temptation is to kind of like say that thing that's going to make you feel better for a second, that jab that's going to make you feel better for a second and that's going to damage the relationship for years, you know, or uh, you're in just any any kind of a tense relationship or a, a problem that you just can't see your way out of when we don't have those tools of dealing with pain, of like making peace with pain and just okay, like, let's mine this. What's what? Okay. Let's, let's let this shape us that, you know, I, I think that building those tools is obviously just so incredibly valuable. And that's, I, I, I guess the other side of the coin, the other, what the other thing that I would bring up is, um, is poetry <laughs> that I'm, that I'm passionate about poetry, that I'm a poet. And, uh, I relate the two because poetry is this, it's a language of doubleness. It's a, it's, it's a language that has a two sidedness to it. It's, it flirts with both darkness, the darkness and the light, right? So I've been a student of poetry for a long time. And I think about, I think about, I, I just think that anyone with a microphone in any context has an ability to speak freedom and to speak power into people's lives to, to suddenly, it, there's just nothing like saying something and watching whether it's somebody on a bike or somebody on a yoga mat or somebody in a, in a conversation, watch their eyes light up. at something that you say, because there's a way in which you've set them free. There's a way in which you've like helped them to reimagine their own lives with your words. So I think that I want to be less afraid of pain. I want to, I want to befriend pain and let it shape me. And I want to dive deeper into poetry and have it. So to have a language for that kind of relationship. Well, you've, clearly put a lot of thought into this and i can't help but think that it probably is some of this is kind of coming out of the new program that you're that you're launching it seems like that would probably has instigated a lot of this thought process no yes (laughs) yes 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 so why don't you why don't you tell tell us about the new program that you that you're that you're starting up yes so i'm launching a course and i i use that word i i use that word so that people will have some sense of what's going on i like to think of it more as a journey so it's called oath o-a-t-h as in something that you take and uh, something that you give, something that you swear to. 
And it's really, it's fusing a lot, just a few different streams of focus that I've had for many years, but especially the last few months as I've thought about um, how I want to lead and and, and just the questions and the work that I've been doing with people one-on-one, um, with clients, training clients, with obviously with whole, you know, rooms of cyclists or whatever. But it's basically, it's a 40-day journey and we are, um, it has four modules to it. The modules are be, move, feast, and become. So it's, it's fo- the heart of it is, you know, in, in practical terms, is focused on movement and also nutrition. So I'm I'm using movement in a really broad sense, but having thinking about the ways that your body moves, thinking about the energy that you're creating and spending, and and also the way that you're the ener- the energy that you're taking in, the ways that you're fueling yourself, right? So thinking definitely talking about um, really practical strategies that that. I'm helping participants to craft for themselves a practice of a movement practice and an eating practice that reflects their own values and where they want to go, how they want to grow. But also it's very importantly communal. And I think that the two, uh, the other two modules about be and become, which is be is about really practicing. I'm, I'm calling, I'm using this phrase, spiritual craft. So practicing and trying and experimenting with some technologies, spiritual technologies that help you to drop into your heart and help you to understand where you're at at this moment, how you can be the most present to now and accept yourself and celebrate yourself now. And also like start to, you know, as you're dropping into your heart, start to understand what are those dreams and impulses and desires that you have to create in the world? Or in other words, what do you want to become? So those, you know, those were always in that interplay of being, which is a, which is a, a mode of contentment and celebration of, of now and becoming, which is a mode of desire and dreaming and hope. So I think to, to learn how to drop into both of those modes most fully so we can know who we are and who we can be, who we're, who we're called to be. What is our, what's our spiritual DNA (laughs) calling for? What are we here to create in this world? Um, so it's both about, it's about living your healthiest, most thriving life physically, but also being most alive spiritually. And so how did you come up with the idea for the program? What inspired you? Yeah, um, I knew I've known that I've wanted to do some kind of an online training program for a long time. That was kind of what I called it for a while. And it's funny you know, I, I'll say this too as an encouragement to anyone listening who just feels like you have a dream and it's <laughs> it's taking a long time <laughs> and there are swerves in the road and there's so many speed bumps and it's been it's been amazing to look back on these last nine months and yes, this is something that I would have hoped to launch many months ago, but. I also can look back on things, experiences that I've had, especially over the last three months that have been so pivotal and so important to how I've shaped this and what I want to say and what I want to learn also through the process. So trust trust the journey. <laughs> if, if there are speed bumps, mind that pain, right? Mind that darkness and see what is what, what how is it your teacher so yeah it's um it's something that i've i've really been refining over the last few months and the name itself i love this I, an oath has i think two elements to it there's a there's an element of sacredness 
There's a sense of sacredness to an oath. And there's also often a sense of communality, right? So it's something that you, it's an act that you do communally. It's you usually, it's something that you say or promise to someone or to a community, you know, to people take an oath, or you're taking it to yourself in this way in which you're kind of standing outside yourself and, and you're making a promise to your to your best self. So there's, uh, I love this sense of, I wanted to communicate both of those things that we're going to, you know, for, it, it can be overwhelming to think about, oh my gosh, there's all these ways that I want to be healthier. And, and there's all these goals and dreams that I want to accomplish. But um, when I think about, you know, say you're standing at January, and you're making a resolution for the whole entire next year, or for the rest of your life, like, that can just be so that can feel so overwhelming that it it's daunting, and we never quite follow through. But I think there's, there's a kind of magic to giving yourself to setting a time apart, and saying, okay, I'm going to try some things for 40 days. I'm going to, you know, there's, there's some things I'm going to get uncomfortable <laughs> for 40 days. I'm going to, I'm going to really wake up for, for 40 days. And I, you know, maybe, and, and I only have to do it for 40 days. And it's, it's, it, these are, these are promises and intentions of, uh, that are my own. Right. So it's, it's very much, it's, it's a very self, it's a very self-directed program in that there's not, I'm certainly not checking homework. <laughs> um, I'm hoping to really celebrate a lot of creativity that flows out of it, but it's, it's something that people can do on their own time. All of the content is available on demand. So some of it's live, but that will also be available on demand. And it's also all of that content you can come back to. So if there was, if there was an idea, if there was a prompt, if there was an exercise that you were kind of curious about, but also felt like, you know what, this is such, this is such a big thing that I, I don't have the time for it this week, but, but next month I've got some time or I'm going to take a vacation and I really want to be intentional about journaling towards this question or creating towards this question over the, you know, over maybe next month. And that's, and that's totally fine. So I think it's, I'm hoping to really just, again, like I, like I was saying before to ignite people to light fires with it. And then you can, you can decide how you want to fan those flames and, and when it works for you to do so. The, um, the communal part of it, I, I think that we're most radically and lastingly changed that we can accomplish most radical and lasting transformation when we do it in community. So this is definitely true on a really, on a really practical or on a micro level. You know, if you say you're trying to lose a certain amount of weight or you're trying to eat differently, when you bring your family in on that, when you actually, you know, make an oath <laughs> with your family and say, look, this is my goal and, and these are my habits. This is what I'm trying to break out of. And will you support me in this? Usually, first of all, people are so excited to do that. They're probably inspired by it themselves and want to get on board with you. And, and you're giving them the gift of being able to celebrate your success also. So this is any, you know, if, if anyone is kind of drawn to this program and is a really private introverted person, um, it, you don't have to, you certainly are not expected to, to plunge into community and anyway. But if you want to, I've, I've thought a lot about how can we take risks in an online community, you know, one that can stretch across the globe for real intimacy, like for real, real accountability for real friendship, that when you get a group of people together, and we share that intention, and we're willing to take that risk with each other, I'm, I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a really powerful thing. It sounds it. It does. It sounds really intense. And it sounds like uh, it will be motivating on a totally different level, kind of like focus all that motivation. And it sounds... Yeah. 
I was gonna say it sounds like all the people that have, that chime in about like where's Nicole? We miss Nicole. This sounds like a great way for them to get their fix. Yeah, <laughs> this is very true. Yeah, <laughs> yep. It's um, there's gonna be lots of ways to interact with me during the course of it, and. It's yeah, this is my heart. This is something that I've been working on for a long time and I'm excited to share it. So how can people find it? The website is super simple. Oath, O-A-T-H dot Nicole dot com. And I also you, if you're if you follow me on social media or if you are on, you know, my website has a newsletter attached to it. So my website is just Nicole dot com. Any of those channels, you could feel free to reach out to me and ask questions. Yeah. Well, this is probably a good point, uh, a place for you to like go ahead and like tell people all your social media channels just just in case they don't know what they are. Yes, there Thank might you. there might be They're one so or two hard. out there. Yes, so straightforward. I forget to to spell them out. Yep. Yeah, on Instagram it's Nicole Moline. My website is NicoleMoline dot com. My Twitter is Nicole Joy Moline because there's a Nicole Moline who lives in Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes, why you wanted yes. to learn Portuguese. You want to go cuss her I out. Know. I know. I've got to be able. I've got to be able to start tweeting with her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. So and what else? Facebook. Um, I have. This is actually a good thing to say because I know the Peloton is so active on Facebook. I have. Don't. I'm not. I don't engage much with my personal Facebook account. I started a, a separate Facebook account that's you know you can also find when you search for Nicole Moline. But I post to that more often than my personal page because that has no limit on who can follow or friend or whatever. So if you are if you're a friend of mine on Facebook and you're not and you're like why isn't Nicole ever on Facebook? <laughs> <laughs> I am, but I'm on this other page. So look up Nicole. If you just search for Nicole Moline, there should be two that pop up. And actually, I think that the handle there is. A, I think Facebook now has handles and I think the handle is actually Nicole Joy Moline. So look for that. I would love, love to connect with you. And I read all of my messages. So, so the takeaway here is if they're friends with you on Facebook and they haven't heard from you in a while, you haven't blocked them. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. This is true. <laughs> Except for that one weirdo in Des Moines, you know who you Except are. Except for that one weirdo in Des Moines. Yeah. 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 But you know, it's temporary. We can, we, I believe in transformation. Yes. We, so <laughs> they just need to take your course yeah. and then, uh, and then they'll be okay because they'll have transformed. At the end of it Once the TRO is lifted Right <laughs> Yeah Yeah I didn't know If you wanted to take An opportunity to say Whatever you want to say To the Peloton community Just globally You know if Whatever you want them To hear from you Just as a person I love you guys As family <laughs> <laughs> Ride hard And love harder Are our, 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 We train to We train to change ourselves So we can change the world And God knows we need it right now. It's I probably, you know, probably everyone, everyone alive at any moment in history has, has felt this way. But I think especially in America, I feel like we, we feel a sense of crisis and division right now that is overwhelming. I mean, as, as we're recording this interview, the storm, the hurricane that's just hit Houston um, has devastated so many people. And uh, there's, I think we've all just become aware of, of so much division in our country that, you know, obviously reaches into families and division of belief um, about who we are and what we're doing. And, and I, and there's, there's so much fear, I think about the state about so much violence in the world and it can be, it can just, it can overwhelm us and it can, it can paralyze us with a sense of, inadequacy to, to the situation. And I think every time you get on that bike, every time you break a sweat, every time you break a sweat, 
every time you sit down to meditate and to breathe and to drop into your heart, you are listening to the best parts of you that have all of the DNA to change the world. I think that's something something that I come back to over and over again is that the world needs our dreams. The world needs our strength. I need your dreams. I need your dreams to come true. <laughs> I need you to be your strongest self. And it's I, I think that have have that sense of have that sense of play when you get on when you get on your bike and you're you're there just to have a sweat party and to find as much joy as you can in movement that you're setting your heart free and you're gonna get off that bike and be a lantern of joy to everyone in your vicinity. And that in and of itself is such an incredible, you know, I think world changing gift. But let's let's get strong enough to let's get strong enough to change the world. That's what I'll say. More dreams, fewer nightmares. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hashtag number two. <laughs> I'm a machine. Yes. Um, and I think one last thing that I would say uh, just to the community, again, I read all my messages. I love you guys from my guts. And if you're interested in Oath, and, and even if you have any questions about it, even financial questions, whatever, please shoot me a message. I forgot to say that the course starts on September 6th. So I know that September is, is a really crazy time for a lot of people. And that's actually kind of why I'm doing it now, because I want to give us um, the tools to, to manage crazy at our best to thrive through it. And yeah, shoot me a message. Uh, I'll leave registration open. I at least obviously at least until the course starts, but I may leave it open a week or two. in if you kind of realize, you know what, I think I, I think I need this. I think I got some dreams that I want to lean into. Cool. And we will be sure and post links to all that stuff on our Facebook page. So if people, I know we threw a lot of information at them. So if they can't remember it all, they can always just go, to our, to our Facebook page as well Facebook.com slash the clip out and we'll have links There that you can click through to so in case You're more familiar with with Our stuff like it'll be the it'll live There as well yes we will oh, I love it make sure and direct people there And we will um, make sure And get this episode up this weekend Fabulous cool thank you again We, we really appreciate you taking the time thank You here's today's Recipe for success Sometimes with the uh, The guests and I'm like, is this one going to have a recipe? I have no doubt in my mind that Nicole Moline has a recipe for us. Yep. I'm surprised. I'm, she probably has like six if we wanted them. <laughs> she probably does. I mean, she's so upbeat and she has like so much energy. She, I, If I asked, she'd probably like rattle off a bunch just yeah. off the top of her head. So <laughs> because she's Nicole, she titled it. Tropical Superpowers Smoothie <laughs> Because she's Nicole Sure So I'm going to read her little notes Ice Grind up first Reduces the heat when the greens are blended So the nutrients aren't denatured I don't even know what denatured means I, I, Does that mean like take the good stuff out of it? I guess so <laughs> The nutrients disappear I think that's what it is And then um, we also have some frozen pineapple Some frozen mango Water Turmeric root Ginger Organifi green juice powder Organifi? That's the that's the brand name. Oh, okay. I thought I had to go find inorganic no, stuff no. and make it organic. No, organic. <laughs> I was like, this sounds hard. Organifi, not organifined. No, I thought she meant like organifi. <laughs> like this isn't organic. Oh. So orga so organifi it. <laughs> Fix it. Wave no. your organic wand. 
But but this is funny because she says, I love this greens mix so much that I ask for a 15% discount code for you. So she got Peloton, a discount for this greens mix. It's <laughs> heartword 15. So you get 15% off because how, Nicole did that for you. How about that? And then she has some extra add-ins whenever you want an extra kick. And that's maca powder. I'm sorry. I believe that's matcha powder. Uh, plant-based vanilla protein powder. Four Sigmatics Cordyceps. Good for muscle recovery. Or the Superfood blend, which has adaptogens. This is starting to sound like something NASA would make. She's got another code. Joy Metric. You get 10% off of that one. <laughs> so there's all kinds of little things you can do here. Use ways to, you know, make it your own. Yeah. And apparently you have super tropical powers. So so we will post all that uh, at our website, including the coupon codes. If yes. you like savings. Yes. And who doesn't like savings? Facebook.com. My slash- ex-wife. That's who didn't like savings. <laughs> she depleted them. Well, rapidly. She liked taking yours. Yes, she did. <laughs> she still tries every I mean, every day, but f- frequently. Yeah. And she fails. But you can find that at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. So what do we have coming up on the next episode? Poems. Poems? Uh-huh. We have like a Longfellow on? Not quite, but very close. Um, Emily Dickinson. Howard Godnick. That's almost as good as Emily Dickinson. It, it actually, I think it's more enjoyable personally, but I'm not a poetry person, so yeah. I like humor and things and I... I see the humor in his poems. <laughs> yeah, I can see humor in Emily Dickinson's poems, but only all the jokes I would make about her name. Yeah, no, that's not. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. So, uh, so he's the guy that writes all the poems on the OPP. He is, and he's got very, very strong opinions about a lot of things about the bike. So that's fun. Yeah. I think. I think we'll have some fun talking about that. I bet we will. I bet that means either it will probably create hopefully a lot of listener engagement that they'll either be like wanting to respond or they'll be mad and they'll be wanting to yell at them. But either way, you can do it on our Facebook page. Yes. At Facebook.com slash the clip out. So that's what you have to look forward to next week. So until then, you can go to iTunes, rate, review, subscribe. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash The Clip Out. You can find me on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe or on Twitter at Roger Kubert. You can find Crystal. Facebook.com slash Crystal D. O'Keefe or on the bike at Clip Out Crystal or on Twitter at Clip Out Crystal. So uh, that is it for this episode. So don't forget, we got all the Harvey rides going on. If you hear this in time and we get it up quickly enough. And uh, next week, Howard Godnick. And thanks for tuning in. And until next time, keep peddling. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride